Welcome back to Therapeutic Rep. I'm your host, Jay. And today, uh, I have with me two guests right here live in studio, William and Eugene. William, tell me a little bit about yourself. You're going to start with me. Um, my name is Will, man. Uh, um, so, man, pretty much with me, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty humble guy, you know. Um, I have been working with individuals with disabilities for about 10 years now. Is it 10 or 11? That's it, man. I'm a real simple guy, man. Yeah, you are. Gene, right. uh, tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> <you. laughs> um, I like long walks on the beach. and uh, <laughs> I promise you, I knew you was going to. I do not know how. I was like, uh, I'm a Scorpio. I, like, I, yeah. I just figured that was coming. You know. No, uh, no, nah, nah, seriously, though. Um, I, I mean, I'm in the same boat as Will. You know, humble, um, quiet to myself, um, which has probably led to the reason why I'm single. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, that's a topic for another show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, most definitely. Um, you know, I love 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 my work. You know, I love to work, love to learn. So you know, yeah, that's that's that pretty much sums me up. And for the people who are listening, uh, William and Eugene are brothers, and they're twins. So uh, the. The purpose of this interview is to shed some light on, uh, I guess we would call uh, hot topics uh, in the in the news right now, man, with the relations of black men and um, the police. So, Gene, uh, tell us a little bit about what you used to do. Um, well, um, pretty I'm pretty sure that everybody knows that um, I was a police officer, patrol officer. Um, for the city of Greensboro I did that for almost four years I believe um, Thoroughly enjoyed the job Believe it or not um, it, it posed uh, Many challenges As a, as a black man uh, Wearing a badge uh, But it also uh, allowed me An outlet to To reach out to people That I would never see Had I not had on that uniform and badge mm. So um, it was definitely a great job. And I would be lying to you if I said I didn't miss that job wow. uh, right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, what made you want to become a police officer? I think it's cliche to say, oh, I wanted to help people. I'm going to be real. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a job. Uh, they were hiring. Um, <laughs> and I put in an application, you know, um, there's an officer, and I don't even know if I should say his name. Uh, he was the SRO at the school that I was working at. He was like, yo, Craig, man, you will be a, a great police officer. I was like, man, trying to be no police officer. You know what I'm saying? Right. Never thought of that. I hate the police, right? Right, right, right. That's just how you were programmed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And he's like, nah, man, you could do it. You know what I'm saying? You get paid, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, cool, man, whatever. Never thought about it until he said something. And, you know, I was like, man, I got to get out of the school. I loved the school, but I hated the school. You know what I'm saying? Understandable. Yeah. So um, that's pretty much what happened, man. I, I needed a job. I put in an application. I was like, oh, okay. This, this, it's starting to move quick. You know what I'm saying? So they, they were like, hey, man, you want a job? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. So that's that's pretty much what happened, man. That's my story. So, Will, uh, when your brother said to you that, hey, I'm about to become a police officer. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> How did you take that? Like, what was your initial response? Well, you know, it's it's funny, man, because as 
as being a twin, people don't realize that you have like a connection. And I'll tell you at that time, man, he was working at the school and I seen him go out of the house one day and he was on fire. You feel me? And I could feel it. And I was like, yo, I hope he get out of that school soon. So as he said, you know, you know, the process went real fast for him. But when he told me, I kind of already knew. Like everything that he has gone through as far as his life decisions is concerned, you know, organizations or whatever that he has decided to join, I knew. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell him that all the time. I was like, yo, man, I knew you was coming to tell me this. I already wow. knew, you know what I mean? So that, that twin thing is real, for sure. That's funny, man. Yeah, that's real funny. I was like, man, I knew you was gonna do that, man. You knew you was going. <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess that that twin thing is really true. Yeah, it's real for everybody out there. It's real. So okay, Eugene, take us back. Okay, so you've decided to become a police officer. The process is moving fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to the academy. Like, what what are what are some values that you learn that uh? that most police should learn from that process? Mm. Oh, man. No question. Oh, man. Um, well, well, first of all, let me say that, that the academy was challenging, at least when I came through. Um, and uh, a big ups to uh, Sergeant Edwards and uh, Corporal Simpson. Uh, if you know, you know. Um, but those individuals um, molded you to be a thinker in high stressful situations they wanted yeah did they let yell at you absolutely did you do push-ups yeah did you have to make sure your gig line was right you know about that oh man military <laughs> um <laughs> you know did we do colors every morning absolutely you know they wanted you shaved um essentially brainwashing if if i'm safe to say that it was essentially brainwashing but the whole process taught me a about myself that I could do it because mm-hmm. that's six months of grueling physical training, uh, classroom time, um, and studying because you have to take the state exam at the end. But for me, it was like, man, I can do it. This is like one of the things that, you know, physically wise and mentally wise was a challenge for me. Um, because you you have to think outside of the box when you're being a police officer. It's, it's more than what's in those books because I can read those books. I like to learn, so I can read those books and regurgitate everything back to you. But when the situation occurs that you haven't read about, mm-hmm. that's where the academy comes in, your training, and that's what they were trying to instill in us. Hey, look. The books are cool. We want you to learn the books, but you're dealing with life. So it's going to come at you in a different way. And that's what they were trying to teach us is to, to be thinkers on our feet and in high stressful situations. As you was describing what the academy was like, I couldn't help but feel like I was in basic training. <laughs> I mean, uh, as, as a naval veteran, <laughs> disabled veteran, huh? Uh, shout out to, hey shout out to that yeah 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 big yeah, us for that yeah. and, and appreciate your services by the way oh yeah for definitely sure. Yeah, for sure. sure I don't think I don't think that man get enough recognition for what he does and what he has done you know what I mean I, I mean because I, I downplayed a lot like that's that, a fact that's, I just don't you know but I I can remember basic training mm-hmm. and then I can remember like after basic training like where I had that aha moment like I 
probably should have had more training. Right. Like, mm. did, did that happen to you when the academy's over and, like, you're ready? Were um, you ready? Mm. Did I feel ready? No. And the reason why I didn't feel ready is, is again, I didn't go through a life experience. Mm. But that's why after your academy, you go through 14 weeks of what they call field training. So you're with a senior officer um, or FTO is what they call them. Um, and they literally want you to go to every call. And I was fortunate enough to have great FTOs. Uh, one was a, a rookie FTO, um, Officer Davis. And when I say this dude took me to every call, we were going to every call. We were doing all of these reports. My head was hurting <laughs> at the end of my first day. But I appreciated that because when it came down to an accident, when it came down to a domestic, when it came down to certain things, I was able to navigate through it. And again, so no, to answer your question, no, I, I wasn't ready. And they tell you, hey, when you graduate, hey, take that uniform off, <laughs> put that gun aside, go put on your civilian clothes when you go out to eat with your family because you don't know. Because again, a life situation can happen when, let's say, the smoky bones that we went to, you get robbed. Mm. Well, everybody's going to look to you because you have that uniform and badge on, not even realizing <laughs> that you just graduated. Like, right. so I don't know what right. to do. Because <laughs> although you have the book knowledge, you don't have the practical knowledge. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Hasn't been put in application. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I hear a lot of people say that they feel like that police training and military training should be more extensive, a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. uh, to rival that of a four-year degree. Do you think that that's the way to go? No. Um, you know, we're not we're not trying to be doctors. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sergeant Edwards was, was notorious for saying it, it ain't rocket science. That's right, what he right. would say. You know, this job ain't rocket science, Craig. It's, it's very simple. Um, the thing is, the key with being a police officer is controlling human emotion even if you would have went to school for four years and you are a, a multi-degree having individual absolutely uh shout out to shout that, out to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but that same feeling as soon as you step you know your feet hit the pavement of inadequateness like that's something that only experience would take you away from exactly so yeah i get that so for the people that say hey, you need more training and i think I've never been a police officer, uh, but in the military, we have training throughout, like, you know, GMT, like there's always training, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? You, you, you may wake up and go to work and find out that, hey, you got a two-hour training today. I would assume that the police officers uh, operate in a similar fashion. Absolutely. Where, where there's ongoing training. So back to what you were saying, controlling human emotion, that sounds like a difficult task. It sounds like an impossible task. Mm. Well... I wouldn't say impossible. Um, I will say that it it's tough. Now you you alluded to being single early. Correct. Uh, -huh. uh have you been in a relationship ever? Uh absolutely. Can you control her emotions? Um, no, and but that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. <laughs> what I meant by controlling your emotions. Uh -huh. You see what I'm saying? Um, and I think that that's what we as humans 
fail to realize is that, hey, sometimes if we simply control our emotions, situations may turn out a little bit differently. Man. So as a police officer, you can't train control your emotions. You know, you can you can do personal breathing, all of this stuff. You can say, hey, look, man, you know, don't get in the tunnel vision thing. But you only time that you're going to be able to control your emotions is through practice. Right. So, so you spoke to having uh, good FTOs. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about the uh, Floyd mm. case. I knew that was coming. Yeah, mm. you know, why not? Why not? I mean, <laughs> elephant in the room. Let's go there. Uh, <laughs> these guys were, a few, a couple of those guys were like brand new. Right. Uh, part of their field training. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think they should be held to the same standard of a veteran officer? Because they're, at this point, they, they are observing and following instruction. Whatever the instruction is mm. from the FTO is what you are probably doing. Mm. No matter what it feels like. Because you don't know. I'm I'm going to answer that question with a question. Why not? Why shouldn't they be? Because at the end of the day, regardless if I'm a rookie officer or not, I'm still a man. I know right from wrong. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So I know, hey, this doesn't look right. This man's kneel on this 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 innocent or not even I don't know if he was innocent or not. So let me not say innocent. But this man's my FTO's knee on this man's neck. That doesn't look right. I know I didn't see that in training. Mm. Hey, hey, can you, let's talk about it. Because and I think some at some instances maybe fear set in for the rookie officer, like, man, I, I want my job, yeah. you know. Should I be saying something? Mama then was just celebrating. Right. I don't want to get fired. Today. I don't want to get fired. He can he can ruin my whole career. And maybe that's why they didn't. But for me, I'm a man. I'm a man first. And again, right is right, wrong is wrong. And if that looks wrong to you, then let's do something about it. Let's at least ask a question. And if you get yelled at, hey man, get away from here, boom, boom, boom. You need, you know, whatever, fine. But at least you try. You put forth some effort. So if something like that happens, you can say, hey, look, man, I told that brother. You know, you see what I'm saying? You hold them accountable. In your in your own mind, you hold them the same level of accountability. Everybody, all four of those officers. Absolutely. Or ex-officers. Absolutely. Are, are totally accountable. For, a- a- for absolutely. Absolutely. And especially, you know, the one, you know, that was walking around. Um, you know, I, I like to call him crowd control. Yeah, he was definitely doing crowd control. Now he was doing what he was supposed to do. You know, uh, from a officer contact to uh, observing. You know, you're gonna have one that makes contact. You're gonna have one that observes to watch his back. He was doing what he was supposed to do. I just think that he failed, Mr. Floyd, yeah. by saying, "Hey, listen, man. Mm. Hey, t- you know, take your knee off. Take your knee off. You know what I'm saying? And that's a simple pat on the knee." Because who's to say that I don't even know the white officer's name? He didn't get tunnel vision. I just got finished talking about that. Again, that's a human emotion. He probably, and I don't even know, I don't know the dude. I don't know if he's racist or not, right? But what I do know is that he's a human. So maybe he let his emotions, his anger, or whatever he felt, maybe he had an argument with his wife. He let all of that come out in that moment Mm. to where he didn't think 
mm. about my training. I didn't think about, hey, this man could die. I didn't. I wasn't hearing him him call for his mom. I wasn't hearing I can't breathe. Mm. And you know, it, it's so many things, and I, I'm glad you said that because in life, man, and and Jay, we've had conversations about it before too. But you know, we will lose, like you said, we'll get that tunnel vision, man, and. Everything that we are going through that is holding us hostage, mental hostage, we will take out on everybody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not even realize that we're doing it. Mm. It's human. Right. Yes. Yeah. And and that's why like this platform was designed to kind of get some of that stuff that's built up in you mm. off of you. Mm. Like I know me personally, that there, there's some times where had it not been for someone else saying, Hey Jay. Mm. Nah, man, that ain't the move. Mm. Like, the, the deep end is always right there. Exactly. Always. Like it's always you're 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 always one decision away from a slippery slope. Exactly. So, I'm just not one, and you can you can call me whatever name you want to call me. I'm not one to quickly uh, call stuff racist right. because they were of opposing races. Right. Uh, I'm not one to call things sexist because it was a male and a female. Mm. Like maybe there was other mitigating factors in that own that one person's mind where he lost control. Right. 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 Now certain jobs, you're not like you're held to a higher standard if you lose control. If if I'm the the fry guy at McDonald's, <laughs> I can lose control and we just burnt some fries. Right. Right. Yeah. If I'm an airplane pilot. I lose control. It's on the news. <laughs> it's definitely on the news. <laughs> you know, so I think when you take a job, like mm. you have to weigh the uh, what's the worst possible thing that can happen to me today. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't happen, is this a win? Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like mm. in my line of work, you know, I tell everyone to prepare for a bad day, mm. like mentally. Mm. Because if something happens, then you're you're ready, right? And if it doesn't happen, it was a good day, easy day. You won. You won. You 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 beat the day exactly. But exactly. If, it, if it does happen and you're not prepared, and you forget your training, and you're like, oh, uh, nah, this dude just bit me, mm. and you go off to a three piece, <laughs> you know, <laughs> congratulations, you don't have a job. You out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's a charges coming. Yeah, right. yeah. at least they should be. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Another mm. another another show. Yeah, 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 oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, so let's get back to uh, these mean streets of Greensboro you patrol. All right. Have you ever had to tell one of your coworkers or colleagues, "Hey, that's enough." Mm. No question. Um. Or has someone had to say that to you? Like either way, right? Um, no, has someone ever had to say it to me? No. Um, have I ever had to pull someone aside? Yes. Um, because and not 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 that they were being overly aggressive, but they probably could have handled the situation a little bit better than the way they mm. did it. Because the situation may not have went the way that it did had they not handled it the way that they did if that makes sense yeah. right so again we're talking about human emotion and and that's to me that's what it boils down to you can't 
you can't train human emotion. You can only talk about it. Oh, what are your biases? This, that, and the third. But you have to spend time talking about that stuff and trying to figure out different ways to help officers control their human emotions. So stress management, talk therapy, whatever, providing that for the officers because then that way they're able to have an outlet rather than uh, outletting it on the public. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with this particular situation, uh, through conversation with this officer, I found out, hey, he just found out that his girl was cheating on him. Mm-hmm. And and he also had found out about something else regarding his home. I can't even remember. But the fact that the matter is, is that, hey, again, that let me know that his human life, what was going on in his personal life, he brought it to his work. Why? Because he's human. That's what we all do. And, and, and it's cliche to say, hey, man, leave home at home. Right. Yeah. But is that practical? I mean, like, it's pra- is, is it an option sometimes? Mm. Mm. You know, yeah, like, okay, my kids made me mad. They didn't wash the dishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can leave that in the car when you get out. Right. You came home and uh, the, the uh, Dallas Cowboys was running through your old lady. <laughs> <laughs> you might, yeah. that, might, that might stick with you when right, you get out the right, car. Right, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You've seen it. And you've seen it. Yeah. Or even if you don't see it. Even if you just know about it. Right, right. Yeah. Like mm. he did. Mm. And you bring that to work and then you're adding a stressful situation on top of your stressful thoughts. Yeah. Ah, that's, that's a bad comment. Yeah. Okay, now, now it's time for me to address some of my interactions with the police. Oh, wow. Well, I'm not a little guy. Okay. And I can clearly see that uh, Officer X probably got bullied in high school. (laughs) Wasn't wasn't really uh, a tough guy. Right. You know, he went to the academy and Mm -hmm. got a job. Mm -hmm. And now he shows up on the scene where I'm... At the scene, I was actually the one to place the call, mm. and I'm just doing my job, and uh, we're trying to keep the we're both are attempting to keep the public safe, right? And Officer X, like, swells up, squares up, instantly out the car. Uh huh. Hey, did he hit you with the peacock? Man, what? <laughs> you seen all the feathers? Wow. So y'all know me. Mm-hmm. Instantly, I'm laughing. Instantly, I'm like, yo, right. listen, hey, you got it from here. You know, I'm the one that called. Right. You know, but you got it from here. Right. You, you don't need, clearly, you don't need my help, big fella. Right. And, and I think I called him little fella because. Oh, God. <laughs> Come on, Jay. <laughs> you know how Jay is, man. <laughs> but I mean, like, so, and I think, like, when he first came up on the scene, he probably seen, like, big African American male. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He might be the problem. Right. Or uh, he was gonna have to deal with you. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm. But I was like, hey, nah. This this guy over here that's uh, breaking things in in his people's establishment, like that's the problem. Yeah, right, that's right. what you need to address. Yeah. That, so how do you like deal with the that? Like, I'm sure I handled it wrong. Like laughing at any grown man Co- is probably Co- not the thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> but you. Know, <laughs> but I am who I am. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to be, get better every day. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then when the, when the other guys got there, like, I was like, hey, man, y'all kind of need to check your guy. Right, You right. know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I have the information that you need to know about this young man. Right, you right. You know, what, what is his mental limitations? Right, right. Th- these things. Right. And as you pulled up, I was trying to give you the, like, hey, uh, if you respond with force, he's going to get out right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so maybe a conversation, maybe you want to wait till someone else is here with you. Right. Because I'm not about to deal with this dude because I know where it goes. Right. And yeah, you could probably overpower him or whatever, but it's a slippery slope that you really don't, it, it doesn't have to get that way. Right, right. You know, uh, he actually likes police officers. He likes badges or whatever. So walking up and saying, hey, buddy, might get you more success. That, right. like, that was my whole, ah, you know, whole time. Yeah. Hand, hand on hip. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'm like, you know, I'm like, all right, little fella. You know. <laughs> Come on, man. Now, now hold on. Uh-huh. Is that protocol? Uh, to get out the car and immediately put your hand on your gun? Yes. No. No. That's not protocol. But I'm glad that we're having this conversation. Because first of all, let me let me let me communicate to you that when you receive a call, dispatch says, Hey, all cars, this car, why don't you respond to such and such address? Uh, in reference to such and such. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, may say the complaint is advised, but it may not. Let's right. say you just called and say, hey, look, man, I got a problem with this dude. You understand? And that's all that that officer has to deal with. So he doesn't have a description of who's causing the disruption. He doesn't have a description of who called. He doesn't have anything. All he Same. has is this person called. I heard a disturbance in the background and they hung up. So nine one one unknown, right? And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's what happened in yeah, your case, but, but, it's, but it's, fair. it's possible, yeah. right? So he gets out the car and he puts his hand on his firearm. Why? And he sees you. Well, as you've mentioned, you're a big guy, right? Mm-hmm. And although you're calm, you could potentially be the problem, right? Yeah, or, sure. or the threat. So he's got his hand on his firearm, maybe for that reason. Because that's all he has was what's on those call notes is hey, nine one one unknown heard a disturbance in the background. So a lot of those times that officers are getting these calls, they don't have all of the information, and I think the public assumes that they have all of the information, right? Mm-hmm. Now again, we also have to go back to human nature and human factors. As you stated, he was a little guy; he could very well been afraid. And I think that <laughs> because people see an officer, they automatically assume, hey, that's your job, blah, 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 blah. But that doesn't change the human factor of being afraid. You can be scary or scared like, oh, shoot, I might have to deal with this dude here. You know, so automatically in his mind, I'm like, he's like, man, uh, what do I do? Do I do this? Do I kick? Do I strike? How do I? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's playing all of that in his mind. He knows he's a little fella. You, you see what I'm saying? And I reminded him in case he didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so all of that happens before he gets out the car. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's a lot of stress on a human on a human person to deal with that at that moment in time. But when you get out of the car and you got your hand on your gun. Now, me personally, I never did that. I don't care how big the person is. I'm always going to say, hey, what's up, bro? Mm-hmm. How you doing today? Yeah. 
Because when you talk to people like that, even if they're mad, they got to stop and say, oh, man, man, F this. Uh, oh, OK. Well, hey, hold on, dog. You know, let's calm down. Let's let's talk, man. You, you and I. Well, it's funny that you say that mm -hmm. um, because it kind of killed the question that I had for you next. <laughs> I think you knew that mental telepathy hey, hey, thing. Twin thing, man. But um, I think that that's important. I've never been a police officer, but I think that it's important the way that you approach mm -hmm. a person of African-American descent. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that a lot of times our white officers struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. They struggle with interaction with us because they have these predetermined ideologies when it comes to us. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because we are different, yeah. you know, in the way that we speak, uh, the way that we approach certain things. You know, we might be a little louder than uh, they are used to. And, 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 we, and me and Jay have conversations all the time. Glad you touched on that. You know what I'm saying? And they be like. Are they arguing? Right, right, they, right. About to fight. <laughs> they right. about to throw it out. Right. You know what I'm saying? But right. it, and me and Jay is just we just like I don't understand how y'all gathered that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But perception is reality. Mm. You know. Yeah. I'm glad that you touched on that mm -hmm. because I was going to touch on that too. Again, you are correct. I, I totally agree 100. percent Is that we're working on? Um, we're working on. Um, we're working with different people. Yeah. So their culture is to talk calm. Maybe. Maybe that's where he comes from, right? Mm. This particular officer. Right. It's in it's in our culture. Hey, we love the Hey yo, man, nah, that's right. We talk with our hands, we it's, dap it's, in it's each other. It's up. passion. It's part yeah. of the show though. Yeah. 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 It's it's our passion, right? <clears throat> for whatever we're talking about. Whether it be sports, whether it be, you know, hot topics in the news, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, is that, like you said, how you approach. Nobody can be upset with you when you're talking to them like this. How you doing, man? You doing all right? That, that tone. Right. And yeah. that, hey, man, everything going okay for you today? <clears throat> hey, man, I'm Officer Craig with the Greensboro Police Department, man. I'm just, I got a 911 unknown, man. Can you tell me what's going on? I think one of the things that doesn't get conveyed or relayed <clears throat> is that for most of African-Americans, male or female, it's less than six degrees of separation from having a bad interaction with a police officer. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it, if it didn't happen to you, it may have happened to your mom or it may right. happen to your mm. uncle or whatever. Mm. Like, it's, it's always right there. Yeah. So there is a distrust between the African-American community and the police. Correct. Like, you know what I'm saying? That, you know, I've never heard a song called F the Fire Department. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and if someone writes that song, I, I kind of like the fire department. All right. Yeah, and they are right. They help me feel safe. And I think it might have been you years ago that said to me, like, man, you don't understand the feeling of a traffic stop. Like, you're walking up to a car, maybe to tell them that, hey, your tail light's out. Right. Or whatever. And... You don't know how they're going to respond to that mm -hmm. because they may think you know something you don't know. Right. About what they got in the trunk. Right. Uh, exactly. What they just got finished doing. Oh, what they're on the way to do. Oh, man. And I'm glad you touched on that because I was definitely going to reiterate that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and it, and it made me think differently. Right. So, I've been stopped determined to. Mm -hmm. And usually there's, oh, like, 
immediately another car in. Mm-hmm. Immediately. <laughs> like instantly. <laughs> and and like so I almost have to shrink myself. And I mm. and I go I go above and beyond. I'm like, hey, listen, you want my license. I'm sitting on it. Are you okay with me reaching to my pocket to get my wallet? Mm. And if you're not, I'll I'll keep my hands right here, and you can do it. But I don't want you to think that, first of all, there's no weapons in this car. Mm. That there's zero weapons, and I don't want you to think that I'm being aggressive. Mm. Because the moment you feel like I'm being aggressive, I might have to be aggressive. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you said that. You know what mm. I mean? I'm glad you said that, bro, because, and, and you touched on the fear that an officer may have when they approach a car. Mm-hmm. But the person that's in the car, their fear is also high. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? As soon as you see them lights as a as anybody, yeah. you know what I'm saying? They like, whoop, whoop. And you like, oh, my God. Right. Whether you did anything wrong. What, what did I do? That's, that's the first thing that comes to your yeah, mind. That's human nature. Yeah. I think that that's, it's your fight or flight kicks in. Yeah. As soon as you see the lights. Because you your heart heart rate immediately increases mm-hmm. you start sweating yeah and you start breathing heavier <clears throat> whether you did anything wrong or not mm-hmm. when you see those lights you're like man and you're thinking what did i do you know and that's called human response human mm-hmm. response so my, my my question to you my brother would be how if you are pulled over mm-hmm. what is the best way to a calm yourself down mm-hmm. and B assist that officer in calming himself down. Well, well, well. First of all, let's let's keep it all the way a hundred. Most of the time, you know if you were speeding or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know if True. you were speeding. Oh, if it's something that I know I did, I'm, I'm not even nervous. Right, like, right. I'm cool. I'm cool with the with the known stuff. <laughs> right. I'm like ah, the red light. Right. Yeah. Because I go through. Yeah, I go through oh, a yeah, red light. Yeah, if, yeah, if it's hey, yellow, yeah, if it's I'm yellow, hey, he going. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you get me, you know what I mean. I'm like, okay, so good work. You, you did your job. Right. So for the so it's simple, and and this is how I tell everybody to uh, an approach a traffic stop. You get pulled over immediately. Pull over. Don't say, hey, I was looking for a stop where I felt safe. No, that's automatically going to raise and heighten. That officer's awareness and that officer's suspicion. Mm-hmm. He's going to think that whether you're doing it or not, you're trying to hide something, this, that, and the third. Because it's not normal for a person to say, hey, I'm just looking for a place where I felt safe. You know what I mean? So immediately pull over. Okay. First thing you want to do is put your hands out the window. Don't do anything else with your hands. Put your hands immediately out the window. Why? Because hands kill. That's what officers are trained. Hands kill. I know if I see your hands, I know that you don't have a weapon trained on me because you can easily set it right here on your chest and and fire upon my approach. You see what I'm saying? So have your hands immediately out the window. Depending on the officer, you know, whether he's uh, what they call an a-hole or not. Hey, I'm Officer Craig with the Greensboro Police Department. Do you know why I pulled you over? No, sir, I do not. Why well, I pulled you over? Because you ran that stop sign back there at Coney Church. Oh, man, I didn't even realize it. Any particular reason why you would do that? 
No, no. Do you have your license and registration? Like you said, hey, my license is in my back pocket. Do you feel comfortable <clears throat> in me reaching for it? Sure, go ahead. Or he's like, no. Do you have any weapons in the car? No, no weapons in the car. Okay, well, cool. Or if you, if you do have a weapon, hey, listen, you know, I have my license, my registration. I also have a weapon in the car. My weapon is in said place. My carry permit uh, license is in my wallet. My wallet is in my back pocket. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Let that officer know everything if you have a weapon and let them know exactly where your license and registration is. That officer, regardless of, or depending on who he is, is going to say, hey, yeah, go ahead and reach for it. Or, hey, look, listen, for my safety, I'm going to just pull you out if you don't mind and we'll secure the weapon and then we'll go from there. You know what I'm saying? Now, my question to you is, sure. and do, let's say I have my weapon on me. Mm -hmm. Because I am a, a weapon carrier. Like on your person. Let's say I have it in the car. Okay. Okay. Once they retreat, once they retrieve that weapon, mm -hmm. they have no authority to search the remainder of my car. Is that correct? They do have authority to, to search what's known as the uh, reachable areas. It's called uh, lungeable areas. So any reachable area that's in the car, I'm going to give... A search or at least they look at um as far as you going like into crevices of your car no okay just because you have a weapon does does not give them the right to now they have a a, a right to retrieve the weapon okay so if it's in your glove compartment or whatever hey look i'm gonna just retrieve your weapon or is it locked i'm gonna retrieve your weapon now me personally as a police officer i'm never going to give you that weapon back i'm going to set it in your trunk i'm going to take the clip out I'm going to set it in your trunk and, and, and leave it there for you at the end of the stop. That's, that's just me. That's, and, and, I, and I say that because I don't want you to reach for the weapon. Like, man, this dude gave me a ticket and start firing shots. You know, let me get back at this brother. Right, right, right. So, so to answer your question, yes and no. So they're, they're probably going to, you know, do what's known as a, a tertiary search over or for the lungeable areas. And then, they're going to retrieve the weapon. So let's say I have the weapon in my car. Mm -hmm. And uh, you ask me, is there a weapon in here? I say no. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, you got me for speeding or whatever. Right. So there's really no need to search my car. Even if when you have your light, you see what appears to be a weapon. Mm -hmm. What is protocol then? So at that moment in time, me personally, I'm going to say, hey, man, that, that looks like a weapon. Is that a weapon? Don't reach for it. Just, you know, answer my question honestly, please. Again, we're trying to build a connection in two minutes. Right. You see what I'm saying? I'm trying to build a connection with you for my safety as well as yours. I hate saying that, but it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, for your safety and mine, I'm going to put you in cuffs. I, I, I think that's cliche. But honestly, that's what that's what you're doing. I want to build a connection with you in two minutes. Hey, I'm Officer Craig with the Greensboro Police Department. Do you know why I stopped you? Uh, well, I stopped you for this. You know, any particular reason why you would be doing that? No, no reason. You have any weapons in the car? No, no weapons. Hey, uh, Mr. Coltrane, I see that there's a, what appears to be the handle of a gun. Are you being honest with me? Because I want to continue, we, I want to continue this relationship and be honest with one another. That's called simple dialogue. You know what I'm saying? And I think that some officers forget that. 
because now they see a weapon all of a sudden they're thinking threat why would you lie to me if you didn't you know what i'm saying if you if you didn't have or if you did have a firearm in there why would you lie to me because it's only one reason why you would lie to me that you a you didn't want me to know that it was in here but why wouldn't you want me to know if you're a law-abiding citizen you're taught hey you you went through the course hey you're taught to say hey look i have a firearm in this place that's what you're taught but if you're lying to me now that raises my suspicion so now we've went from now we have reasonable suspicion to believe that you have a weapon in the car you see what i'm saying so that's how it goes when we start talking about reasonable suspicion and um man i just it just slipped my brain just that quick i'm not even on the street and it slipped my brain but um so you have reasonable suspicion and then you have um it's on the tip of my brain it's, it's gonna come to me the other one <laughs> um that that would that would be grounds for you to get arrested so again if i see something that appears to be a weapon due to my training and experience and um you lie or you so you tell me that you have a weapon hey look i'm gonna ask you hey do you mind stepping out the car i'm gonna just remove you from that no you're not you're not under arrest i just wanted to talk to you outside of the car all right so boom get me out the car whatever now i really didn't know that the weapon was in there Mm -hmm. i just dropped my cousin off he had his joint. Boom. Man, I can't tell you how many times I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, it's, it's, because it's a, it's a ready-made excuse. Right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I, well, here's here's a question. It's, it's now yours. Why? <laughs> because it's your vehicle, correct? When you take control of that vehicle, and here's what most people don't understand. When you take control of that vehicle and or those pants... Because, oh, these are my cousin's pants. These are my brother's pants. I heard that too. (laughs) When you take control of that vehicle and or those pants, you wear whatever is in it. You have to make sure that that car does not have any weapons, does not have any drugs. Because that's what a reasonable person would do. Mm -hmm. You know know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know if a reasonable, but like, I've never... Got my car back from my wife and was like, "Let me check on this." But but that's a fact. But I mean, that's a fact. But you know, hey, look, listen. If I know that my cousin is a little shady, right? Amy, he might be. And even if you don't know, like, yo, this is your car. Like, yo, bro, you got anything in here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That you got anything I need to know about? See, with 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 him, I know that he owns firearms. So if I'm driving his truck, immediately I'm gonna say, "Hey." My hands out the window. Hey, there could be a firearm in here. This is my brother's truck. You check the registration. His name is William Craig. He stays in Greensboro. Blah 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 blah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I know him, <clears throat> so they're under the impression. The law is under the impression that hey, if you took possession of that car, you know that person enough to say, hey, look, this person might be either shady or you might be like, hey, look, is there anything in the car that I need to know about before I drive it? Or if you take your dad's car. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> You can pretty much guarantee. Guarantee that there's going to be something in there. Something and see, and in I'm there. okay with that. So that's why I know, hey, I know my pops. I know my brother. I know how they roll. You know your cousin. You know how he rolls. Or And even if you don't, you ask and be like, hey, look, man, I don't know. This is my cousin's car. You're welcome to search it, but you can run his tags. Boom, 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 boom. This is not my vehicle. I'm just, you know, transporting whatever. Most officers are going to understand. If, they, if they're going to charge you, that's officer discretion. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's up to that officer. Yeah. All right. So 
<clears throat> and the word that I was looking for is probable cause. And I'm glad that none of you. <laughs> glad you glad we didn't yeah, beat you to yeah, the punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad none of y'all beat me to the punch. It was probable cause. So forgive me for any officer that may be listening. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> what can we do to maximize our ability to A, go home at night, mm-hmm. and B, not get detained? Like, what are, what are some nuances that the average person can do in the interaction with the police to ensure that home is the destination? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well let's, be, let's be all the way 100 because an officer can – can detain you for whatever reason. So he can detain you during an investigation. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so I can't guarantee that you won't be detained by using these practices. And pardon me, when you say detain, does that equal to or pass being arrested, put in a car? What does that look like? Okay, so when when you're being detained, um, he can put you in cuffs. More than likely, he should ask you, do you mind if I search you? If you say no, then he can perform a pat search. So I'm patting. That's no manipulation to your pockets. So if he I, can't go in your pockets? He can't go into your pockets. Now, if he feels something, hey, what is that? Man, I don't know. And you're not cooperating. Now that rate, again, we're talking about that heightens my level of suspicion Hey, look, man, I'm going to search you for weapons because I don't know what this is. You understand what I'm saying? Now, what um, if the, do you mind if I search you? No. What right. is that? Okay. How does that go? So if you, if you say no, again, he can perform a pat search. He can perform a pat search. So, right. So no matter how you answer the question, a pat search. A, but is, a pat is, search is, is not a thorough search. Mm-hmm. So I'm not manipulating your pockets. I'm not going into your socks. I'm not doing any of that. But again, depending on the type of call or if you're not being forthcoming, like, hey, again, you say, no, you don't have any weapons. But I see something that appears to be a weapon in the car and I pull you out. Hey, look, man, I'm going to just at least pass mm-hmm. search you to ensure that you don't have any weapons on your person, mm-hmm. because now that could p- 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 could pose a threat to my life. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so most officers are probably not going to search you at least i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt but they're going to say hey when i put you in cuffs the first thing i'm going to do is pat search you to say hey look because i put you in cuffs you're just being detained i'm gonna pat search you to make sure that you don't have any weapons you're just being detained um once you're detained as far as me personally i'm not going to tell you to go into a car because at that point most people feel like they're under arrest at that point Although you can tell them a thousand times, hey, look, you're just being detained. I'm going to sit you now to wait. I would smooth it over if I was going to put them in the back of a car and say, hey, look, man, it's hot as I don't know what out here, bro. I'm going to sit you in the back of the car so you can get some air. But again, you're not arrested. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Would you like to sit in the back of the car or would you like to sit right here on the curb and cross your feet for me? You, you choose. Now you're giving them the option of control to say, hey, look, man, no, dog, go ahead, put me in the car. You see what I'm saying? Right. So then that way, that person, you you got them on camera because everybody wears cameras now. You got them on camera saying, hey, yeah, put me in the car so I can get some air. And he's that officer is also on camera because most people are going to be filming saying that, hey, you are not under arrest. Right. Mm -hmm. And pardon me. mm -hmm. How do you know that an officer camera is on? 
Is there um, any indication that the general public can see? Well, indication that you can see? No. Um, unless they've changed since I've been there. Uh, that you can hear? Absolutely. It's going to go doot, doot, about every 30 seconds or so. Okay. Doot, doot. So you should be able to hear the cameras. Most of them, most of them are using Axon. Doot, doot. It, it'll beep about every 30 seconds to let you know that it's on. Okay. Yeah. And they should they should have them on. You know, me being a cop, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they have them on. So they should have them on, at least in Greensboro, with every interaction with the public. So every time they interact with the public, they should have it on, whether it be a traffic stop or whether it be, hey, I'm lost. Can you help me find such and such? So every interaction with the public, they should have it on. I know my rights. Mm. You don't have the right to see. I don't have to identify mm. myself. Oh, man. I don't have to tell you why. Oh, man. What am I being stopped for? Oh, man. Let's address some of those things. Man, I, I can't tell you how many times I, <laughs> I dealt with that. So you know, do first of all, do I have the right to not tell you who I am? No. No, no, you do not. You do not. Um now, if you're just walking down the street and I say, Hey, you mind if I talk to you? Man, you can say F you. I don't have to talk to you. Because you're just walking down the street, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have to talk to him, you know. Um, now if you're driving in a car, when you sign that license that you have in your wallet, there's a lot of stipulations that come with that. And mm-hmm. that's what people don't understand. They just sign it. Uh-huh, I'm trying to drive. No, you're signing. The small print says, hey, if you get pulled over, you are required to show this documentation that you are who you say you are. You are required to identify yourself because to drive on our streets in North Carolina and North Carolina streets. That's what I meant by our. Uh, <laughs> I don't want you to think this is a police street. Uh, to drive on, on North Carolina streets, that's a privilege. That's not a right. You're not just because you are a human and you live in North Carolina does not give you the right to drive on our roads. So when you sign that, you're saying, hey, look, I'm going to identify myself. So when you pull yourself or when they pull you over and they say, hey, listen, do you have your license and registration? You cannot tell them no. You cannot tell them no. Because at that moment, at that moment in time, now you're delaying and obstructing my investigation, which is a BS charge. Most of them are not going to charge you with that. Hopefully it won't go that far, but some of them will hit you with the RDO charge like, yo, resist, delay and obstruct, you know, and I'm going to take you downtown. At that moment in time, though, they do have the right to take you downtown if you refuse to identify yourself so you can be identified. So now we got to take you to the sheriff's office so we can fingerprint you, blah, 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 and determine who you are. So they do have that right to arrest you at that moment in time. So I heard someone tell me that, like, if you don't have anything to hide, then identifying yourself shouldn't be a problem. That is correct. But one might combat that with... You don't have a reason to know who I am because I haven't done anything. Mm. Ah, <clears throat> well, again, if you're driving on North Carolina roads, no, that you signed it. When it, you look at your license, you signed and say, "Hey, no, you're going to identify yourself." Okay, so you pull the car, mm-hmm. men wheel in the car, mm-hmm. wheels driving. Right. Now you want to see my ID. I'm not driving. I'm a passenger. Right. Nah, you don't need to know who I am. I'm riding. Now, me personally. 
Again, I'm going to ask for your, your license. Why? Because I want to know who I'm dealing with. That's a smooth over. It's not necessarily, hey, because again, you weren't driving. And it depends on what I'm stopping you for. So if I so if I stop you for speeding, no. I don't need to know who Jay is as a passenger because you have nothing to do with the charge that's coming to Will, right? Mm -hmm. But if I stop you and say, hey, look, man, um, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, the reason why I'm stopping you is there was um, a burglary two blocks up the road. This is the car. Said two, two individuals. I need to identify who you are. You see what I'm saying? It was a car similar to yours. It was a big black truck. That's the only description we got. They said it was occupied by two African-American males. Well, that kind of fits the description, right? So, hey, look, let me just identify who you are, whether you did it or not. Hey, man, let me get your license and registration. And what's your name, sir? Do you have a license that, you know, we can run? Because they always want the license. Why? Because I could just key in a number and you'll just pop up. Rather than getting your name, I got to type in your name, your whole name, birthday and all that. But so, no, to answer your question, it depends on the situation. If I'm again, if I'm pulling you over for speeding, no, I don't need to know who you are. Me personally, though. Yeah, I'm going to try to find out who you are. Why? Because you may have warrants, right? But that's a simple charm. Hey, buddy. Um, you mind if I get your name as well? I just like to know who I'm dealing with, bro. You know what I'm saying? And most people are like. Man, all right, man, my name's Jay Coltrane. You know what I'm saying? But if I got warrants, you're not going to get my name. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. I'm cool with that because, again, I'm pulling you over for the speeding, right? right? So I'm not going to try to harass you for your name because at that point it becomes harassment, you know what I'm saying, on the officer's end. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm glad you said that because, you know, and and we've all seen them. The videos that, that are out here today are just – in my opinion, it's hard for me to watch them because, you know, the interactions that people have with the police is so crazy to me. Mm -hmm. um, but I will see an officer continue to go back and forth with the individual. Yeah. So I guess my question that I'm going to ask you is twofold. One, what rights do you have as an individual when you are interacting with the police? Like if you could give us a list. And then B, how do you exercise those rights so that you don't have to go to jail uh well that depends on the situation because again talking about hey i pulled you over for speeding may i have your license or registration please let's, let's change if you don't mind let's change the scenario pardon me let's mm -hmm. change the scenario let's say you just walk in you just and because I, I i've seen a lot of interactions where people are coming to the door of a person's home mm -hmm. or they are interacting with a person on the street right it may be jaywalking whatever like how do you and people be like yo i know my rights like jay said i know my rights mm -hmm. but then we really don't know our rights right like what rights do we have as far as that interaction you do not have to talk to a police officer now if a police officer says hey sir i need you to speak with me because i got a call in reference to suspicious activity with a male in your description then that's when you say hey okay well let me stop but if a person a police officer you know he riding down the road window road down hey mind if i talk to you man f you you do not have to talk to that police officer okay you see what i'm saying wow. so have that police officer hey look listen excuse me why are you why are you talking to me well, I'm talking to you. A reasonable, uh, reasonable officer is going to say, "Hey, listen, 
you know, there was a disturbance, blah, 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 blah. You fit the description. I just wanted to know who you are so I can exclude you. Or, you know what I'm saying? If, if, if I can get to the bottom of what's going on, most people are going to be like, man, yeah, that was me. They probably called on me, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. But most people are going to be like, man, nah, I don't have to talk to you. Or some people are going to be like, man, I don't have to talk to you. And they don't. They don't have to talk to them. Why? Because at the end of the day, if the disturbance was happening, you know what I'm saying? Down the road, go to the disturbance. Hey, look, man, the dude was a black male with a bald head, beard, white shirt, gray pants. Oh, I just saw him up the road. Hey, can my sis car stop the dude that was walking up the road? He, he matched the description. We need to talk to him in reference to this disturbance. Uh -huh. So when that second officer comes, hey, look, man, the reason why I'm stopping you is because you were part of this disturbance. This is what said was going on. Do you, you know what I'm saying? At that moment in time, it's not a do you mind. It's hey, listen, I'm talking to you for this reason. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm investigating a potential crime. You see what I mean? But any any if you're just walking down the street, I ain't got to talk to you. And, and that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as far as other rights too, it just depends on, you know, the scenario. And that's and that's what it is. I can't give you every scenario, of course. Right. You know, but if you have some questions regarding, you know, at, at times, like like Jay said, as far as a passenger, what is the officer pulling them over for? Well, then why do I need to know the passenger who who's in the car? If there's no suspicion, if the tags come back fine. Now, let's say the tags come back stolen. At that moment in time, it's not a question of if I may I No, I need to know who you are. Because you're 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 in a stolen vehicle. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or something is wrong with this car. And the officer should communicate that to you. You know what I mean? So yeah. Whew. That's a lot. So Yeah. All right. But see, you you can't learn this in six months. No, right. You gotta, right. You gotta go to the street. And yeah. you gotta learn that. Definitely. Okay. Let's take the gloves off. Go ahead. Oh man. As an officer. Uh-huh. You can lie to me. Correct. Yes. If I lie to you, it becomes an issue. <laughs> Talk but about if, it. But if you start the lying mm -hmm. and I can ascertain that this is a lie, mm -hmm. then my position may be like, oh, so we're just going to bullshit each other. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. like, if you like, hey, they just they just called me and said that you did a lot, a lot. And I know I wasn't there and didn't do it. No, I know, no one called you and said that. You right. know what I mean? So I know right. you're lying. You know. Right. So but the point I'd be like, uh, yeah, man, nah. I just dropped my spaceship off at your mama house. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's a J. Cole train response. But yeah, facts. It is. You it, see it, what I'm saying? Facts. And I would really say that. And I know. But see, like, for me, um, my question is, well, why? Why would you do that? If you know you didn't do anything wrong, but like, hey, look, law officer, you had a wrong person. Here's my ID, blah, 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 blah. And that's what that's what they're going. That's what's going to be their argument is why would a reasonable person respond in such a manner? If you didn't do anything wrong, you will be able to identify yourself, blah, 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 blah. But my point to anybody is, hey, look, man, hey, look, officer, you had the wrong individual. You know, my name is such and such. I didn't do anything wrong. I just stepped outside of my home. Yeah, well, for me, and I think I'm reasonable sometimes, I look at it like if you're going to waste my time, I'm going to waste yours too. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we're in the business of wasting time, right. let's go. 
You know, let's go round and round. Let's do it. There's a point where I'm going to stop. Right. Because uh, I have a really clean record. Right. And I don't want to keep it that way. Yeah, yeah. I didn't didn't make it to 38 to start breaking the law. You know what I'm saying? So. Well, again, like I was about to say, that goes back to human emotion. It's it's not against the law for you to crack a wise joke at an officer. But it's also not against the law for me to, as an officer, to ask. You know, man, what's your name? You know what I'm saying? You could be like, man, F you all day. Uh, okay, you got that. You know what I'm saying? But, um, again, like the officer said, you would be surprised how many people would be like, yeah, hey, hey, man, you mind if I get your name? Yeah, yeah, free. Frida. <laughs> Frida? Frida, what's your last name? Frida Go, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, yo, like, yo. Because, you know, officers be like, yo, you're free to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, free to free to go, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, you would be surprised of the names that people because they're doing something wrong. They know they got a warrant or something like that, and they want to conceal their name or they'll lie and be like, "Yo, they'll give a twin name," you know. I'm like, yeah, man, my name is uh, Will. You can't disprove my name ain't Will. Yeah, yeah, Will Gray. Yeah, station such and such. You know what I mean? You know, I stay right in Greensboro, bro. Yeah, that's my name. Know the birthday exactly, right, right, right. Yeah, so they'll give their twin name, and then their twin wind up getting charged with something. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, as an officer, man, you have to do your due diligence. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And and just try to ask as many questions as you can. You know what I mean? But like, okay, so say for instance, the statistic would say something like in the city of Greensboro, seven out of every ten stops were black drivers. Mm-hmm. But we're not seventy percent of drivers. Facts. Correct. Like, what would be some of the reasons that that would be the case? And I just made that stat up, so I right. I'm right. sure it's not that high. But right. Um. I mean, that could be for any number of reasons. Well, you got to understand how many how many uh highways go through Greensboro. A lot. A several. lot. So you're talking about a lot of they might not even be Greensboro residents that are being pulled over. You also got to account for who are they stacking in the african-american or black or colored uh arena are they talking about hispanics as well or are they talking about you know africans Africans or any other ones you know what i'm saying any other people of color are they also including them as well Mm -hmm. um so those statistics you know and again i don't know but i'm just saying that could be a potential that could be a potential reason as to why Right. All right. So, real quick question: What is the primary job of the police? Um, that is a great question. So, the primary job of the of the police is to respond to crisis, um, throughout the city, and that's why people are, um, that's why people love firemen, but they hate police officers, because although uh, your house is burning down and it's a crisis, right? You call the fire department. They're coming to help. Well, if you're being slapped, I'm coming to help you, but not coming to help you, right? If you're doing the slapping, if Will is doing the slapping and Jay is the victim, well, I'm only coming to help half the person. Whereas for your household, I'm helping everybody as a firefighter. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But as a police officer, I'm only coming to help one half of the group. I'm, I'm trying to get the suspect who maybe will. You know what I'm saying? 
So, of course, that's going to be you're going to be looked down upon because, hey, I, I got to take somebody to jail. You know what I'm saying? In a domestic situation, for example, you know, you, your wife calls. She's had signs of injury. Hey, Mr. Coltrane, you're going to go downtown, sir. Well, of course, you're going to be like, man, F the police because they took me downtown and they didn't listen to my story. Well, you don't have any signs of injury. You can say that she slapped you all day. And if you don't have any signs of injury, well, how can we prove that she slapped you all day? And she could very well may have slapped you all day. But let's say you just don't bruise. Right. And she easily bruises. She has signs of injury. We're going to take you downtown. But so, of course, that's going to build resentment for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's going to so you gonna be like, man, after police, they didn't listen to what I said, bro. You know, that chick slapped me all day and they didn't listen to what I said. Well, we can't prove that. We can prove that there's a fire at your home and we need to put it out. Yeah. We can prove that, you know, your mother passed out and we got to get her some fluids. Yeah. You you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this arena mm-hmm. now, like the, the arena I'm talking about is the now. Right. There seems to be a opposition or a daggone uh, battle. Right between uh, African-Americans mm-hmm. and the police. Mm-hmm. Being both, if the battle breaks out... <laughs> Come on, Jay. <laughs> Who you running with? Not, not just playing, but, but no, in, in this philosophical battle, mm-hmm. like being both, I'm pretty sure that like there's some turmoil that goes on mentally and, and with that, like how do you... How do you deal with that? Matter of fact, before we go there, first question: which which did you find out harder, being a black man or being a police officer? Mm. Which one was more difficult? For mm. you? Dope question. Oh man, man, that's the first question that uh stumped me because both were challenging. Um, because I I know the stories that my brother has had with police officers and uh i know the stories that i have had with police officers you know what i'm saying um just as a black man so i i would say that they're equally as as challenging police officer right Uh uh-huh doing your thing got your uniform on okay star officer even Mm -hmm. get off work at Applebee's, use a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, how do you uh, let's say you went to Applebee's to a neighboring town. Mm-hmm. And you're treated as the N-word, like I just said. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, like, do you say, hey, wait, wait, officer. This is what I do. Right. Or, or, or do you try to make him respect the man that you are? And then if need be, like, hold, I know the protocol because I'm an officer. Like, let, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, well, let me say this. I don't care if I have on Omega Sci-Fi, Fraternity Incorporated, Nelia, a, a Masonic emblem, or a badge and gun. I was first a black man. Mm. So let me say that. I was first a man, and I was first a black man. So the man does not make the uniform or the uniform does not make the man the letters don't make the man the emblem don't make the man 
the man makes those things. So I have to do what's right as an individual and I have to lead by example. So if I get if I get pulled over or if I get stopped at Applebee's and he's like, hey, you know, I got a call about such and such. I'm going to comply as much as possible. Now, if he's done, if he's doing some things, I'm going to say, hey, officer, I don't I don't think that that's correct. And when they say, oh, well, what did you do for a living? Now the a-hole can come out. Oh, well, I'm a police officer. My credentials are in my back pocket. You see what I'm saying? But I'm going to comply to try to lead by example, lead my people by example to and comply with that officer to avoid that confrontation. You see what I'm saying? But but get no mistake about it. I'm a black man first. And those struggles are going to come regardless of what I have on. So I still got to face that. I can't tell you how many times by watching the news and seeing what's going on in our community when it comes down to policing in the African-American community, I have cried. I have literally, as a grown man, and I'm admitting on this podcast, that I have cried. That's the therapeutic part of it. Hey, man. Therapeutic rap, baby. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I have sat in the shower and cried, Mm. literally, because... There is a tug of war. Like, man, you know, I, I, I see this side because I walked in those boots, but I'm still black. When I leave my community, when I leave my apartment and I have on regular Joe Schmo clothes, they don't know that, hey, you work for X. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? All they see is a black man. And that's what anybody always sees. So those challenges are still going to come. You see what I'm saying? And I think. I think sometimes the community forgets that when they see a black when they see a black officer. I can't tell you how many times been how many times I've been called Uncle Tom. Yeah, I was just about to go in. Mm. Oh my gosh, man! I can't, but not even realizing the history about Uncle Tom. Yeah, that, it's so, also like it's a Uncle Tom. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you that. Strive. Right. <laughs> but, but no, man. Like the average person, when you pull up to a scene is going to get upset with you mm. that you have a job to do. Mm. Uh. Mm. Well, that's where communication comes in, man. I think that because because I know my people, right? I know that we talk with our hands. You know what I'm saying? I know that we're yeah. loud. Yeah. I, I know my people. And that's why I say we should police our, our own. I thoroughly appreciate you guys today. Man. Ah, man. So what I'd like to do is at the end of uh, every show, I like to give the guest an opportunity to uh, leave some wise words, uh, a motto, a credo, or uh, mm. a mantra, anything that they go by, anything that helps them get through their everyday life. So uh, we're going to start with you, finish with Will, and I'll close this out. Oh, man. Um, if I had to be uh, quick and brief... It would be be thankful for everything Mm. because I think that we all get lost in what's going on in our life, whether it's a lost job, a flat tire, um, my wife cheating on me, whatever it is, we get lost in that. And I know people personally who would kill to be able to walk, mm. who would kill to be able to talk, who would kill to be able to see. So be thankful for everything 
Because even in your failure, you can succeed if you learn from it. Mm-hmm. So be thankful for everything. I think that would be my ultimate close. That's deep. Definitely, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Did you receive it this evening? <laughs> I did. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> so more to be. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, I was trying to think of something to top that, mm. uh, but I, I, I can't. Mm. Because you got to be thankful, man, for every day that you have above this ground, man. Mm. And, and what you make with it every day is up to you. It ain't, it, right to, it, it ain't up to nobody but you. Hey, that's 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 your mantra right there. Hey, hey it's, it's up, up to you. you. <laughs> <laughs> that's dope right there. Fact. Yo, accountability. Mm. Uh, listeners, man, listen. Please, please, please like, share, subscribe. If you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, rate five stars is best, man. We, we like those. But I take four if that's all you got for me. <laughs> <laughs> it don't even matter, man. But what, what really matters, man, is we're trying to establish a dialogue between the police and the people being policed. Uh, as always, if you got any topics that you want to discuss or if you would like to share your particular journey, no matter what it is, man, hit us on the email at therapeuticrap at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening, man. I appreciate you. As always, rap with your boy.